let the children come Don't dare drive them away And then the kingdom comes Hear the holy foolish things they say The springtime of their life decides The adults they'll become So let the children come Children's Bible Journey with stories and songs just for kids. We have a dramatized Bible story coming up, but let's get today's program started by singing some praises to our awesome God. say you are what you eat but maybe they should be saying you are what you think just like we need to be careful what kind of food we put into our bodies we need to guard what kind of thoughts we put into our minds from philippians 4 verse 8 whatever is true whatever is noble whatever is right whatever is pure whatever is lovely whatever is admirable Think about such things. 
Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, think about such things. Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, think about such things. If anything is excellent, excellent. if anything is praiseworthy, Just as I am, no toss up. 
about Jesus sure makes your heart feel happy. We'll do some more singing in a few minutes. Now let's get back to our continuing Bible story from the Bible in Living Sound. Nehemiah, you are my cupbearer, counselor, and friend. Were it not for you, I might be poisoned. You hold a highly responsible position in my court. In fact, I think I trust you and your judgment more than any other single person. Yet, oddly, you are a foreigner, a Judean. My king, Artaxerxes, is kind and trusting. Trusting? No, no. Very few people do I trust. You are one of the few. Perhaps I should give a feast and celebration in your honor. His majesty is thoughtful and generous. Yet, if it please my king... I would rather not participate in the drinking and entertainment that accompanies such a feast. Oh, you are an unusual man, Nehemiah. Most men surrounded by the pomp and splendor and the presence of the feminine beauties of my court would have forgotten their God long ago, but not you. You are still true to your God. I worship and serve a just and merciful God, sir. Have you heard recently from your countrymen in Jerusalem? No, sir. But the last I heard, my people were suffering hardships and affliction. And thank you, Your Majesty, for your concern. Nehemiah, sir, there is a man to see you. Claims to be your brother. His name is almost like mine, Hanani. He is my brother. Where is he? In the antechamber, sir, with other men from Judah. Hanani. Nehemiah, you look healthy and fine, my brother. So do you, Hanani. Well, tell me, do you actually live here in the royal palace? And you, an Israelite? His majesty trusts me. God loves me. I betray neither. Well, it seems ages since I've heard news from Judah. Tell me, how are the people who left Persia and went back to Jerusalem? And how is Jerusalem itself and the temple? The temple's finished. But the walls and gates of the city still remain in ruins. Nothing but rubble and ashes. Israel, God's chosen people, harassed and ridiculed, and God's city nothing but rubble and ruins. There <laughs> is good news, too, Nehemiah, my brother. All the services of the temple, as ordered by Moses and installed by Solomon, are fully restored. Perhaps it would be wise to withdraw and leave Nehemiah alone for a time. Oh, I, I will go to my own room. My brother feels the reverses of Judah very deeply. He is a man of deep integrity and boundless faith and loyalty. Overwhelmed with sorrow, Nehemiah neither ate nor drank. He wept and mourned certain days and fasted and prayed. As he prayed, a holy purpose formed in his mind. If I can obtain the permission of the king, I myself will go to Jerusalem and undertake the task of rebuilding the walls of the city and restoring Israel's national strength. O God of Israel, grant me, I pray thee, favor in the king's sight so that he will give me his royal permission to undertake this task. For four months, Nehemiah waited for a favorable opportunity to present his request to the king. During these four months, 
Nehemiah, sir. You, you appear worried, and yet, when you are in the presence of the king, you are cheerful and all seems well. Why? What is wrong? My heart is heavy with grief for Judah, Hananiah. Yet I must bear myself with cheerfulness in the presence of royalty. Distress must not cast its shadow over the countenance of any attendant of royalty. I must be especially careful with his majesty. He is wise and is accustomed to read countenances and to penetrate disguises. But out of the presence of royalty, concealed from human sight, many were the prayers, the confessions, and the tears of Nehemiah heard and witnessed by God and the angels. Sleepless nights and care-filled days left their trace upon Nehemiah's countenance. Your afternoon drink, Your Majesty. <laughs> Thank you, Nehemiah. Nehemiah, are you... Are you ill? No, Your Majesty. Then why is thy countenance so sad? My countenance sad, Your Majesty? If you are not ill, then this must be nothing else but sorrow of heart. Be not afraid, Nehemiah. Speak up. Perhaps I can help ease the sorrow in thine heart. O king, live forever. Why should not my countenance be sad when Jerusalem, the city of my fathers, lieth waste? and the gates thereof are consumed with fire. Ah, I perceive, Nehemiah, that thou hast a request. Speak up, for thou art my trusted cupbearer and officer. For what dost thou make request? Fear not, Nehemiah, for the condition of Jerusalem has aroused my sympathy. I wish only to help. Do you have a request? If it please my king, and if I have found favor in thy sight, I would that thou send me to Jerusalem, unto the city of my fathers, that I may rebuild it. How long shall thy journey be, and when wilt thou return? If it please his majesty, I, I assume that it will, it will take about uh, several years to organize the work and rebuild the city and its walls. Permission granted, Nehemiah. Anything else you need, speak up. Uh, o king, to give dignity and authority to the mission as well as to provide protection on the journey, may I request an escort of a regiment of His Majesty's guards. Permission granted. And I am sure that my king can see the definite advantage of royal letters to the governors of the provinces beyond the river. Indeed I can, and they shall be provided. Also, Nehemiah, I shall write a letter to the keeper of my forest at Lebanon, directing him to furnish such timber as thou may need to build Jerusalem and its walls. In the name of Judah and Judah's God, thank you, your majesty. <laughs> Is there any other request? If so, Nehemiah, make it known, and so shall it be. O king, be it known unto thee and the queen that my prayer to my God has already been answered in a most marvelous and wonderful way. Blessings be upon thee, O king, and upon thy queen, and upon thy household and kingdom. The Lord be with thee and keep thee. continue the Bible story tomorrow, and if you would like to have these stories to listen to at home, you can call the Bible in Living Sound at 1-800-634-0234. That's 1-800-634-0234. Now here's some more music before we have to say goodbye. <laughs> 
Everybody, it's time for our kids' Bible club meeting to begin. Hey, Pastor Perez, I've got a question. Sure, Sam. What's on your mind? Well, you told us to find interesting texts in the Bible and learn something from them, right? Right. So, I was reading in the Psalms, and I found something that I don't understand. It's Psalm 113, verse 7. Here's what it says. God raises the poor from the dust and lifts the needy from the ash heap. I gotta say, Pastor Perez, we've got a lot of poor people in our town, and they've been poor for a long time. I don't see God doing anything for them. Good point, Sam, but God doesn't just pick someone up and plunk him or her down in a fine house with a new car and a driveway. Instead, he teaches everyone through his word how to live a healthy, honest, and hardworking life. Someone who is strong and healthy, who doesn't lie and is willing to work hard, will more than likely find opportunities to climb out of poverty. But what about those people who lost their jobs? Like my dad, he's healthy, honest, and willing to work, but he can't earn any money. Yes, Sam, I heard about that. I'm so sorry. Sometimes bad things happen to good people. That's when God needs us to help. Us? Yeah, you and me. We can encourage those who are struggling. As a church and as a community, we can look for ways to help them, like making sure they have enough food to eat or a safe place to live, and and, and we can let them know that we still value them as people. For some, that's as important as finding a job. Thanks, Pastor Perez. When I get home, I'm going to tell my dad that he's a great dad, and I'm proud of him, even though he lost his job. 
Sam, that will certainly raise him from the dust. This program was brought to you by the Children's Ministries Department of the General Conference of Seventh-day Adventists. Do not wait until some deed of greatness you may do. Do not wait to shed your light afar. To the many duties ever near you now be true. Brighten the corner where you are. Brighten the corner where you are. Brighten the corner where you are. Someone far from harbor you may guide across the bar. Brighten the corner where This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. Every day I let my little light shine. Hide it under a bushel, no. I'm gonna let it shine. Hide it under a bushel, no. I'm gonna let it shine. Hide it under a bushel, no. I'm gonna let it shine. Every day I let my little light shine, shine, shine. and girls. This is Ms. Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. Chapter 5. Danger at Fern Falls. Shorty Wilson helped the shoebox kids find trees to tie their horses to when they got to Fern Falls. Except for Willie. Willie got to keep riding Smokey. Wow, this is awesome, Chris exclaimed when he saw the falls. Dee Dee peered down at the pool where the falling water splashed down. Water sprayed on the rocks, making them wet and shiny. It looks like someone pouring a bucket of water into a sink, Dee Dee said. Yeah, and it's splashing all over the kitchen, Maria added with a laugh. Look at all the moss growing on the rocks, Jenny said. Chris pointed at the plants all around the bottom of the waterfall. I can see why it's called Fern Falls, he said. Look at all the ferns growing down there. Willie urged Smokey as close as he dared to the bank and peered over at the pool of water. Huge pine trees shaded the waterfall. Does the sun ever get down there, he asked Shorty. Only for a few minutes a day, Shorty replied. Ferns need cool, moist air to grow well. Suddenly, Apache snorted and reared back. 
He bumped into Magic, and Magic whinnied loudly. Then Zack started barking at something in the trees. Hey, what's happening? Chris shouted. He ran toward Apache with Shorty right beside him. Don't run right up behind Apache, Shorty warned. You might frighten him worse if he doesn't see you. Chris slowed down and started talking softly. It's all right, Apache. Apache tossed his head. He stared at Chris with wild eyes, and then he started to calm down. He seems to trust you, Chris. Shorty looked pleased. Chris smiled as he carefully reached for Apache's lead rope. Good boy, Apache. Good boy. What scared you, anyway? The shoebox kids crowded around Shorty. What happened, Maria asked. Something must have startled him, Chris replied. Shorty Wilson frowned. His red eyebrows narrowed, and he pushed his black hat back on his head. I don't think Apache was just startled. I helped Chris tie Apache. There's no way he could have gotten loose by himself. Look, Dee Dee exclaimed. She pointed through the trees. I see something, Willie echoed. Let's go, Smokey. Willie and Smokey charged up the trail like the Lone Ranger on his horse, Silver. Be careful, Shorty called, but Willie wasn't listening. He rounded a corner and was gone. Shorty didn't waste a motion. He jumped on his horse and galloped after Willie. I hope Willie doesn't get hurt, Jenny said. He'll be all right, Dee Dee said confidently. He's probably the best rider of all of us. I just hope he doesn't catch up to whoever scared Apache and Zack. Why not, Sammy asked. He took his hat off and wiped an arm across his forehead. Because who knows what they would do to Willie? Dee Dee looked really worried. Remember what happened to Zack last night? I don't want Willie to disappear, too. Dee Dee's right, Chris agreed. We'd better go see if we can help. He hurried and tightened Apache's cinch. Then he grabbed the reins and saddle horn to pull himself into the saddle. It only took him two tries this time. I think I'm getting better at this, he said. Maria untied Snowy. If Chris is going, I am too. Me three, Sammy added. Jenny and Dee Dee untied their horses too. Suddenly, Dee Dee remembered Zack. Zack, she called, but he didn't come. Zack's disappeared again. Jenny didn't believe Dee Dee at first, but after she helped Dee Dee search all over, she didn't have much choice. What could have happened to him this time? Dee Dee thought she knew the answer. She searched the ground where Apache had been tied and found what she was looking for. All of a sudden, it was very clear. Whoever was out there wasn't after Apache, Dee Dee said. He was after Zack. But how did Apache get loose? Chris asked. They untied him so we wouldn't notice Zack was gone until it was too late, Dee Dee said. heard today is a chapter of the shoebox kids book 10 adventure on wild horse mountain written by eric stoffel edited and created by jerry d thomas and used with permission from the pacific press publishing association if you're interested in any other books published by the seventh day adventist church please visit adventistbookcenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955 This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. Let the children come. Don't dare drive them away. And then the kingdom comes. Hear the holy foolish things they say. The springtime of their life decides the adults they'll become. So 
let the children come. Please let the children come. Children's Bible Journey was brought to you by 3ABN Australia Radio and is a production of Life Talk Radio at lifetalk.net.